Hello, hello, hello. This is your host, Jordan Campbell. How y'all doing? Uh, I got my two co-hosts here, Isaiah and Ben. Hello, I'm Ben. Hey, um, I'm actually Brock, but that's fine. <laughs> yeah, his name not Isaiah, his name is Brock. But uh, So, we got a podcast here. Our podcast is called For the Future, and it's based uh, on... Just us wanting to speak for the youth in our city. Uh, we're leaving, we live in the city of Rochester, New York, and you know we just feel that a lot of our youth is, aren't represented as much in society. And so we just want to give them a voice. We want to talk for them and talk to them. And so... Uh, so we can like uh, give some yeah, more, more of a background of I'll ourselves. Uh, I'll start off. So this is Brock speaking. Uh, get familiar with the voice. Uh, I am a senior, uh, currently attending the high school of Greece Athena. Um, Greece is one of our uh, suburbs um, outside of Rochester. Um, I am originally from the inner city of Rochester. Um, my journey has been uh, strange. It's been interesting, full of ups and downs. Uh, I've experienced both um, poverty and uh, privilege. Uh, for better words, uh, I've been in situations that were uh, both extremely racist, and I've, I mean, well, no, I've been in situations that have been, uh, you know, I mean, yeah, extremely racist. Yeah, Just oh, yeah, yeah. so uh, yeah, extremely racist. Much, I've been in situations where it's been uh, so. I, like, I've, I've gone to school with, I've gone to a school that was predominantly black, predominantly white, and a school that's like mixed with. Everything, not just black, white, but Hispanic uh, or Latino, for better words. Uh, I like how you said that, to be honest. Well, you know, <laughs> Latino. I used to live. I used to live in a neighborhood with a, a lot of, you know, Latino. <laughs> no, but uh, but uh, yeah, uh, I've. Uh, I don't know. I can relate to a lot of. Uh, well, not a lot, but I can relate to. Uh, well, yeah, I can relate to a lot of situations because I've gone through so much, mm-hmm. um, and I have. Two households, two totally different worlds, uh, two sets of parents, um, one household where it's, where it's just me and another household where I have four other siblings. So, you know, I can relate to a lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm Ben, and uh, I grew up in Canandaigua, which is about half an hour away from Rochester. Um, I guess I wouldn't really call it like suburban, but it's... It's like technically a city, um, but there's a tiny, I think, less than 1% white population. And um, I went to school there until I was nine, and then I moved to Belize, which is in Central America. I went to school there for a year, and then moved to Rochester, went to school here for a year, and then moved away to Vermont for two years. Um, and then Delaware for two years, and then I'm here back in Rochester. I've been here for three years since then. So that's been a wild ride, but it's given me so many experiences to, um, kind of like Brock was saying, like relate to other people, and it's really interesting to think back on like how I've changed because I'm. I'm pretty sure when I was in Canandaigua, I was a racist kid just because that's what was around me. And so that's what I caught on to. And so um, I think that's something that's 
cool and like unique to me is that I can kind of have a better insight into what that whole mindset is like. Yeah. Uh, this is Jordan, and I'm kind of the oddball out of the bunch. I haven't really been to many places. You know, I travel a little bit. I've gone to Canada, but like, you know, I don't live in these places though. <laughs> like, uh, I've only been to two schools, and they're both like inner city. I went to a charter school called Ojeño Maria de Hostos. And it was like a bilingual school, and yeah, then I, I went said to it crazy. That was <laughs> you're bilingual, then... ain't you? <laughs> no, it's... no, I'm not bilingual. But I went to uh, I also go to World of Inquiry, and they're both like in the city. And so we have a little bit of like you know uh, white people in our school. We have a small amount mm-hmm. that's getting kind of bigger. You know, the mm-hmm. ninth graders at our school, there's a lot of white kids. Yeah, but then mostly it's just predominantly black. You know, Latino, uh, Latina. And, uh, see, I tried to say it, I tried to say it without it sounding, but, uh, yeah, so I feel like, uh, me being in this school, I have a lot of, like, experience dealing with a lot of, like, uh, like, it's harder to deal with racism and, uh, like, you know, just people assuming, uh, that, like, you're someone you're not when you go out in public because, like, every day, all day, you're at this school, you know, you're listening to people that are, you're, Around people that are like you, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Right, right, right. So, right. You know. um, that, oh, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. Uh, well, that's what's uh, interesting about my journey. So uh, I started off uh, uh, preschool, kindergarten, um, or no, actually, no. So preschool, kindergarten, and first grade. Um, I attended school in um, the suburb of Greece, um, and uh, it was a predominantly white uh, neighbor, well, uh, suburb. Um, at the time it wasn't as diverse as it is now, but, um, it was just, it was a lot going on. Um, at that time I was naive to a lot of what was going on, what was being said towards me. Um, I was called the N word. I was, you know, being separated in groups for like group works or, you know, going in the park. Like I wouldn't be able to play with everyone in the park. I would literally like, like be alone, writing my name and, uh, with the wood chips and the dirt. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I would be, like, on the swings. Like, there, there would be kids on the swings, and I'll go to the swings, and, like, they'll move away. Uh, they'll say, like, we don't want to play with you. You can't play with us. You're different. Um, and at the time, I'm like, yo, like, that may just be how it is, because I was naive. Yeah. Um, I would tell my parents what was going on, uh, and they would, like, go off on me, because they're like, yo, you got to do something, or you tell the teachers. That's just not fair. Um, but the teachers, they didn't know how to deal with it at the at the time, and I didn't, I wasn't, I didn't know to, I didn't think to speak up. Uh, Hold on, before you go on, like, were these teachers white? Yeah, yeah. So all of all of all of the teachers were white. Like, there were no black teachers. There were no black staff. No custodians. Nothing. All the so teachers, were everything. Just, yeah, like, I feel isolated. like I was yeah. the only one. It I was feel me. Like in that situation, it's not like maybe some of them were like, yeah, we don't know how to figure this out, but like, they're predominantly white. You know, some of these people just don't want to. You know, right. You know, it's and, like, uh, and that's a real problem too. Like, uh, we talk about this at school all the time with my teachers. Like, there's no, like, we saw the other day we had a substitute that was black, and I was like, mm-hmm. like, so happy about that because you <laughs> never, yeah, you yeah, remember that, yeah, right? Even though yeah. our school was just so diverse. It's yeah, so, our like, school is so diverse, but like, most of our teachers are like teachers. white, you know, and like, mm-hmm. it's hard for kids to connect with, well, especially inner city kids who are black right. and Latino and, mm-hmm. you know, and like all these other races to find, like, to find people that can teach them. Because, like, you know, they don't want to pay attention to a, you know, a teacher that's not mm. who they are, you know? Exactly. You right, get right. way more comfortable with, like, 
people who are your same ethnicity, people that are the same gender right. at some points, you know? It's right. just And it uh mm-hmm. it definitely was challenging for me because I'm thinking like maybe that's just how it is in Greece. It was a separate world for what I was used to, you know. Like it was early on in my school career. Uh-huh. But like I didn't spend most of my time in Greece because my I had to be babysat like a lot. My parents were always like out, you know, trying to get things together. They had me at a young age, so my dad like was just starting college. Um, my mom was trying to, you know, do the college thing too. So I was in the city a lot, like a lot, a lot. I stayed with my grandma, mm-hmm. my aunt, um, and um, in an apartment complex called uh, William Warfield. Um, in William Warfield, it was like its own separate community. Um, it was like. I don't know, like, a lot of my family lived there, and then, like, a lot of the other families were all family, so it was, like, a small community. Uh, what's going on? No. no. <laughs> no. Keep going, keep going. But, yeah, so, uh, oh, yeah, I think I just lost my point. Oh, yeah, yeah, so, so yeah, so I thought it was, like, a different world out there, and I wasn't used to it. Uh, and then uh, started second grade at 58, uh, the school that Jordan is currently, Jordan and Ben yeah. are currently going to. Uh where it was predominantly black, uh, everything was it seemed pretty normal. Then uh, when middle school came, um, I transferred over to a private school by the name of McQuaid Jesuit, um, predominantly white school, private school, expensive, super expensive, um, but they have all the resources you need if you want to be successful in pretty much anything, sports, everything, um, academically. Um, and um, it was challenging. I, I faced uh, the... I faced reality again. I was being called the N-word uh, often. Um, I was, you know, being targeted by the teachers and the students. It was like no escape. Uh, and I just, I took everything to the chin. I just didn't know how to react. Teachers um, called you the N-word? No, no, no. But they, oh, it was, I was like. Oh, I was going to say they bold. <laughs> no, no, no. Well, I, I, did, I did have a, my science teacher, Mr. <laughs> I would have snitched. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. My, my science teacher, Mr. Jones, he was like, like wild aggressive like he wouldn't say the n-word directly but he definitely would yeah like make yeah. all the jokes uh, yeah um yeah and then uh came back to 58 my eighth grade no my ninth grade, ninth year. grade year um actually no ninth grade i went to early college which was terrible uh you were there for 10th grade um ninth grade ninth grade i went to early college for the first like two weeks of school and transferred back to 58 um everything was you know, the same was normal, but, like, it was more diverse. We had a lot more uh, white students, um, and it was unique to see the growth. Uh, I well, swear I, I saw you more than that. Like, because I was just saying. No, no, no. He yeah, was no, in, so, he was so, in uh, early college the first two weeks of school, but then he transferred Yeah, the first, first two weeks of school, freshman so year. So he was at our school for a while for, yeah. when he came grade? back. No, ten, yeah, 10th grade, I stayed for half of the year. Oh, okay. So okay, that makes more sense. 10th yeah. grade year, I was still at 58, and then I transferred over to Greece Athena, uh, and that school is extremely diverse. It's like a lot of black people, and there's a lot of white people. There's As a matter of fact, a lot of like I didn't know ahead. that. I met some of the kids from your school, and yeah. they was dead cool. Yeah, uh, we got kids from Pakistan. They were talking to us about uh, when we had the race summit. So recently, we've had this summit for uh, kids of color, mostly for kids of color, and it focuses on like empowerment. I feel like, and just yeah. like getting people to. You know, learn more about different races and different cultures and heritage and all that. And so I was in a group that, like, taught kids a certain thing. Like, because we have, uh, 
like I helped plan it, plan the uh, whole race summit. And so I was in a certain group that taught kids about what was my group? I don't remember. Uh oh, uh, career, career and economics. Yeah, that's what it was called. It was called career and economics. And our groups, like, we just gave them certain privileges that, like, they could pay for. And so we set the differences between what, like, like, black a, people. A game. Yeah, it yeah. was Yeah, it was a game. Like an activity that was set up. Yeah. And, like, we separated, uh, like, the whole idea was to separate the, the mindset that, you know, some, you know, inner city, the minority, the inner city, you know, usually black people, have, like, a different standard to what's, like, a lot of money for them. To mm-hmm. like white people or like people who are more privileged than they are, and so yeah. like once we got into the conversations, like they were so good. And mind you, for this podcast, it's not just going to be about race. We're just telling our stories and what we go through and how yeah. that like sh- has shaped us to who we are. So right, like, right. don't worry, this will be about you know different things, you know, yeah. going on in media and stuff. So, uh, but as you were saying, like a lot of times that's what comes up in a lot of our conversations we have just within our own group of friends is like. The differences race makes in our daily lives. That's on God because, yeah. like, race isn't everything. Yeah, you know. I wish I knew how to like make that story more brief. Yeah. That was like a drag, but like, nah, nah. Like, people, people need yeah, to know. It was, it was a drag. It was a drag. Nah, no, it wasn't. But uh, um, yeah. So like, not only was it uh, like a vast experience with race, but it was also that way with like social class. Um. I was used to being poor because, like, my parents didn't have much. Um, but they were, like, still transitioning because they were still young at the time as well. Uh, so, you know, I've been poor. I've been in situations where I was comfortable. I've been in situations where I wouldn't say rich, but, you know, comfortable. Like, I had a certain level of privilege. Uh, so, like, hmm. I, you know, I've I- pretty much seen, like, a lot. <laughs> Yeah, I feel you. I feel like the word privilege is like people don't realize that like black people can have privilege too. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, sure. I feel like when people hear the yeah. word privilege, they think, of, "Oh yeah, think oh, of white, white privilege." Yeah. White privilege. <laughs> but like, yeah. I'm glad you said privilege because yeah. I just feel like you know, there's certain things that I have that you don't have. Yeah, and that's like that's those are those are privileges. You know, yeah. there's some things that you have that's that true. I don't have. Yeah, you know, and those are privileges. You know, and it's not all about like just like oh yeah, this white person has more privileges than me because he's white. Yeah, privileges yeah. are privileges. There's just things that you have that other people you know right. don't come mm-hmm. by. You know, that's a good point. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, going off topic a little bit. Uh, this is kind of about me and everything going about. Uh, you know, I've always been set, you know, I feel like. And maybe I wasn't when I was younger, but, like, you know, I'm young. You know, I don't I don't realize these things. You know what I'm saying? You know, when you're young, you don't see your parents struggling. Maybe you notice it, but, like, you don't really, you know, see it. You know, you don't really realize what they're going through. But, like, I feel like all my life I've been set. You know, my parents have been, you know, working. Oh, uh, yeah. My mom's um... had, like two jobs always my dad's had two jobs you know as i've gotten older i realized like how hard they worked you know you know i haven't struggled because they've worked so hard and you know i can't connect to you know brock about you know always you know at a point being almost poor yeah because i've always had these like i said privileges Uh and like i've always had a bed to live i mean the bed to sleep on you know food Mm -hmm. to eat every night you know i've never really gone through the struggle but 
I've always tried to put myself in situations where, you know, you get to understand what other people are going through. You know, you always want to hear these stories. Yeah. And that's that's the thing about, like, you know, arguments or, you know, disagreements. You know, you you always should stand to understand what somebody else is Mm -hmm. saying. Right. And that's what that's what this podcast is for. You know, understanding what other people are going through, understanding what's going on in different people's lives. And I really need you guys like if you don't get anything from this podcast. Just get the fact that you should understand, like you know, you know bring that with you through like your whole walk of life. Understand mm-hmm. what everybody is. Well, not everybody, but the people you see around you. Understand what they're going through because it's all going to be different. You're always going to get something new. Yeah, and I want to with like our experiences. Um, for those that are listening, uh, don't take this as oh, you know, these are all you know kids who you know, haven't had the opportunity to go through some, like, traumatic issues or traumatic experiences uh, or that aren't, like, really, you know, haven't really gone through anything just because, what like, the way we speak. Because I've been in that position where I've, I hear, I listen to people speak and they sound proper and I'm like, oh, no, there, there's no way possible. Like, I, I didn't start, like, paying attention to my speech until ninth grade. Uh, I, like, couldn't speak proper, like, for anything. I couldn't say anything, really. I was, like, mad ratchet. Uh, ghetto, but you know, I've learned yo, over time. That, what's yeah. the last time ratchet was used? Yo. Yeah, I, <laughs> but I've, I've learned over time that you you got to be able to code switch. Like you, you know, I'm comfortable in every environment. I could be in. We were just learning yeah. about code switching class. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I can be in a room with, you know, and I hate to say it, but I could be in a room with drug dealers. I could be in a room with businessmen. I could be in a room with anyone, and I can mm-hmm. adjust. That's cool. um, just because of everything I've experienced and how I grew up. Do y'all think that's a good thing though? Like I feel like my brother Christian code uh, switching or like being yeah able to like coach like my brother Christian he's the same around everybody. You know if he's talking to some drug dealers he's talking to like he's talking the same way he's talking to drug dealers to businessmen yeah. to my my parents to like teachers to like every, like he always talks the same way. You I know, know for a but fact. But then when I'm talking to like the people at my job. You know, I'm saying, oh, yeah, yeah. how are you doing? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, like, it's always change up, but, like, yeah. do you think, like, that's a good thing, though? I know, for me, it feels really helpful because I know, like, when I'm around friends and stuff, I definitely talk differently. And keep in mind, these are mostly black friends and I'm white, so I kind of, I've kind of adjusted my... You are? Uh, yeah, I am. <laughs> oh. um, I've kind of adjusted <laughs> the way I talk. Um like to kind of fit with that and it feels more comfortable to be talking like everyone else and i don't know if that's a good thing or not but and i feel i still feel like i'm myself and i'm just presenting it in a different way and it's the same thing when i lived in belize i would um i would talk in a similar way to the way they were speaking and um yeah, I don't know if it's a good thing or not, and then I haven't really had like conversations or like did any research about it. But I know that um, like it makes me feel more comfortable at least, yeah. and yeah. it yeah, it makes me feel more like connected to people. Yeah, I feel you. I think that's why it's good is because it can connect people. Um, like, let's say you enter a room with you know a bunch of people that are like uh, that speak slang, uh-huh. um, and you come in, you speak properly, they're going to feel like, oh, you think you're better than me. Yeah, exactly. I've, I've been yeah. in that position where I'm like, yeah. yo, oh, you think you're better than me because you can pronounce certain things or your vocabulary is, like, more broad than mine. Like it. Yeah. Um, and, and then I again, think, there's been... Oh, go ahead, go ahead. I think, like, the first time I moved to Rochester, I noticed that a little bit because I was still... Like, I had never had the experience of being in a school that was um, 
that had as many black people as it did. And mm-hmm. so I was, I was like kind of uncomfortable and I had like, I had no idea that I talked differently from other people. Mm-hmm. And I thought like from what I was told my whole life, like that was just the way you talk. And like when you make um, like a mistake in the way you talk, like with grammar or something, then it gets corrected. And yeah. Like, that's just the right way to do it. So then when I'm talking to these, um, like, all the black kids around me, it felt, like, really weird. And um, I think they definitely did that same thing when, where they were, they felt, like, kind of threatened by it. Yeah, yeah. Um, like, I remember, yeah. like, when you first came to our school, man, and, uh, like... I don't know, like, you were just really quiet when you first came uh-huh. to our school, yeah. you know? And, like, you just, like, you were in our group, but you just, like... I don't know. You were just really quiet about yeah. like and everything we were saying. And I think that's just way. because like you just didn't get what we were saying. Because I remember we were talking about it, the yeah. fact that like we were. I don't know. Like what words were we saying? Like we were saying like mad. Like you know how people say like oh yeah I got mad at this or mad at that. Yeah. Ben didn't realize uh, that mad yeah. was like a lot. Well, I mean, it was yeah. easy to pick up on at first, but like it was just like the first couple times I heard it, I was like, I was kind of confused. Yeah. And um, but I know I'm quiet. Like, I've been to, like, eight different schools or something crazy like that. And I know I'm quiet when I first go to a different school. And um, that's just because I feel like I want to feel out the situation. Yeah. And, like, what yeah, I want to present yeah. myself as. Yeah. And, like, how they would take it. Yeah. I feel you. Um, But, yeah, it's interesting, like, picking up on all the slang. Because now it's just, like, something I'll use in, like, daily conversations with people but then mm-hmm. i'll come home and i don't really use it and maybe like if we start talking about something then something will um i might say something in the way i would say to my friends but it's only if i'm like getting really passionate about something yeah or um because that's just the way i'm used to talking now and i think when i go off to college i've thought about this before like when i go off to college um I'm kind of curious to see where that goes, because I'm. That's true. Yeah, I'm wondering. I didn't even, like, I didn't even think yeah. about that. I don't. I don't like personally think like now that I like I'm really thinking about it. I don't think I cold switch that much. Mm-hmm. Like just because yeah, I don't like, think you do either. And maybe yeah. a little bit, but not. Yeah, not like like, I, I, like I'm thinking about it. Like when I'm at my job, you know, I just act the same way I act like when I'm talking to a teacher. Like uh-huh. I'm a really goofy person for y'all that don't know, yeah. you know. And so like when I'm going somewhere, like if I'm at a job interview, I'm just gonna be myself, you know, because like yeah. if you can't hire me for being myself, like why would then I want to work? You, yeah, why yeah, would yeah, I want to work there? You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Like. If I'm at a school and I'm acting the way I'm acting and you're trying to, like, silence me from acting the way I'm acting, what's the point of me being there, you know? And, like, there's just certain situations where you just, like, have to be yourself. And so I just choose to act like me every, like, situation that I'm in. And I'm not saying that, like, code switching is a bad thing. And I'm not saying that, like, everybody isn't being themselves when they are code switching. But you feel more yourself. But I just feel feel like I don't have to go through those lengths. Mm Mm-hmm. In, like in these situations you know what I'm saying yeah. like, I just feel like and I've I've thought about that before too like I think I think I'm still being myself completely when I code switch but it like I don't really know I'm I'm pretty sure like around <laughs> different people I'm the same <laughs> but it's kind of hard to tell cause when I like when you're going through like code switching yeah it's it's kind of a weird feeling, especially if it's like um, completely 
different situations. Mm -hmm. And there probably are things that I change or like different traits of my personality that I show more around different people. But I don't know if that's because of the code switching or if it's because of like who the people are. Yeah. And maybe that's part of it too. I don't know. You know what I mean? Like yeah. if like if I'm around yeah, my like grandparents, I'm not going to talk off, with like yeah, slang. Exactly. You know? And, uh, <laughs> yeah. Yo, I'm not gonna talk. Yo, slang is good? like what's good, yeah. yo. Slang, <laughs> slang is English, but it's like a whole other language. Yeah, it's yo, like, like a different dialect. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. Like I, I don't like the like. <laughs> like I don't think I use yeah. like I use slang. Like I know I use slang, but yeah. like I don't use the slang that's so strong that like other people wouldn't like people that it. don't know slang wouldn't yeah. realize it. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like <laughs> I, I, I think this like. When you, when you speak slang, I think it, it, it's you're taught by who you're around, yeah. um, or like. I think I have a mix. Of like, it. I think so, I have a mix of both. So like just I use certain things with slang, it, it ties into the, the um, it ties into uh, accents, right? So I've been used to being around old heads that like have gone up. <laughs> oh, you know, that have, yeah, like, I know. They've been around, about. you know, uh -huh. a while. They either they've gone to jail or been around people that have gone to jail. And like, what it is is like with dudes with. Huh? The ones that be wearing the sweatsuits <laughs> and the bucket hats. <laughs> Yo, nephew, let me tell you something real quick. Nephew. Like, yeah, yeah, those dudes. So, uh, it's like, uh, what was I saying? <laughs> You've been around. Oh, the, so yeah. the accents, the yeah. accents, yeah. So, like, you can hear someone talk. Like, when I normally speak, uh, I speak with slang, and when I speak with slang, the accent that like. I've like adjusted and, and grown into is like one that sounds like some people would say New York, you know, like when people yeah. hear me talk, they'll assume I'm either from New York city or they'll assume from, I'm from New York, like wherever I go. Mm -hmm. Um, even some people from Rochester are like, yo, like you're talking like you're not from here. Like stop doing that. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. yo, like that's just, I don't know. <laughs> like, that's that's, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like when I, when I get comfortable or when I'm in the right environment, then that's just mm -hmm. how I am. Yeah. It's funny that you say that. Cause I was thinking that as I was saying, um, as I like changed, when I was in Belize, I would talk different. I think, like, I had a little bit of an accent. And, like, I noticed that when I was around my friends. Um, and then I would, like, go home and talk to my mom some. I would talk with, like, that same type of accent. It was kind of funny. And then I think I lost it over time. But, yeah. yeah. I feel you. Like, I feel like... <laughs> this I don't know. I don't know if it goes towards that, but I just, like, remembered it based on what Ben said. But, like, when I was, like, at my old school, like, when I was younger... Like, I, I still do have, like, a strong, like, Spanish accent. Like, you know how, like, some people don't know how to say, like, the R and, like, the R. Oh, I can't, I can't do that. I can't do that. Or, like, the way, I, uh, the way Brock said Latina yeah. or Latino earlier. Like, some people just say Latino. <laughs> yeah. You know? And, like, when I was little, <laughs> I used to say, like, I used to try my hardest to say it, like, Latino or yeah. say, like, Latino. perro. Yeah. You know? And try to, like, really bring out those accents and everything, bro. Yeah. But, like, I don't know. Like, as, as I got older, I just, like, if I'm talking in Spanish... Or like I'm, I'm like having a full blown conversation with somebody in Spanish. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna use those, but like yeah. if I'm just saying like Latino, I'm just gonna say Latino. Yeah, you know what I'm that's saying? true. <laughs> I'm not gonna try hard to just put those you know yeah. accents into. And that's just me, to be honest. Uh -huh. yeah. I uh, so my uh, man, it's it's kind of weird, man. I, I bounce around so much, and it's like hard to like pinpoint something you know yeah, yeah. well no nah, not pinpoint it's just like you know if i said 
it'll sound like, but that doesn't add up to, you know, but I've just been, I moved around so much. Um, but, like, I used to live, like I said, the complex away in Warfield. Um, it was, like, a lot, a lot of Re- Puerto Ricans that lived there. Um, and they would try to teach me Spanish um, and, you know, talk around me a certain way. And I felt, like, it, just out of respect, I had to, like, adjust to the to the uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. accent. Yeah, I think I felt that same thing. Like, it's, it's sort of, like, a sign that I want to be, like, a part of your... Culture, culture. Yeah, and like right. I want to like join in and like connect with you guys, yeah. especially. Oh. Go ahead, go ahead. I got something to say. Uh, especially if you know, I plan on like using an aspect of your culture. I don't want to be a culture vulture. See, yeah. I was just, I was just, gonna, I was just yeah. gonna say that. Like, yeah. when do you, when do you like, like when do you draw the line? Yeah, like, when do you draw the line between like somebody being like a culture vulture? I still, somebody wanting to like really embed. In, I like, still have no like, idea like about the whole culture vulture thing. And to I'm, be honest, I'm, I'm black and I don't either. Though. Yeah, I like was, I, I don't get it at all. Well, like, I no, get it. I get actually, it. But it's, I do. Somebody gave me a really good example. How uh, so? This girl at our school, Jasmine, she was talking about how like the whole thing about like black hair. The whole uh, like there's a struggle behind black hair. Yeah, especially black female hair for years. You know, you couldn't wear this hair because it's, like, it's ugly. It's, like, you don't want to yeah. cornrows, you know, the afro, mm-hmm. you know, all that stuff. It's it's not it's not cool, you know? Yeah. And the beads. After, <laughs> like, after so long, nowadays in media, you see, like, you know, white females, you know, European females yeah. trying to go with the cornrows. Yeah. Trying to, trying to get perms to get the afro, you know? And, like, I feel like that's where you draw the line, you know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. there's... Years well, of struggle. Wait, 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 mm-hmm. wait, wait, wait. Hold on, hold on. So you saying the fact that they want to have that hairstyle is is, is being a culture? I, no, I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying like this is what I've heard from black females. Mm-hmm. You know, because that's a that's like something that's like. And mind you guys, uh, I'm planning on getting a, a female DJ on here, a female co-host. But you know, we're looking for it right now. So you know, on our next episodes, just wait on that. But going back, I don't know. Like, I just feel like, and I've argued this too. Like, I was like, well, isn't that just them liking? Yeah, I was going to say, like, yeah. just but she said, them. like, it's different because they don't see the background behind it. Uh-huh. You know, they want to post it on Instagram. They want everybody to see it. But for years, that was ugly. So why do you yeah. think it's nice now? Well, that's, like, that's her argument. Why do you see it as nice Yeah, now? I don't know. Because, like, how do you, how do you explain to someone like that that, like, because I, I just think that the, the females that are now wearing these, they yeah. weren't, like, maybe some of them are. But, like, I feel like a lot of them aren't the ones that were talking junk about you wearing your Afro but, Afro years ago. You know what I'm saying? Like, Yeah, that's true. But, but then also, like, isn't that the same with, like, any type of, like, fashion or, like, trend at all? Yeah, because for how years, often, black girls have been, you know, straight hair. How often were black people wearing Vans? Huh? How often did black people wear Vans back in the days? Back in the days? How many pictures have uh, you seen? Because I'm not saying that like we're from that time, but how many pictures have you seen? Or how many times have you heard your parents or anyone in their generation say like, yo, I wear Vans or we grew up on that? Like, no, never. Never. I grew up, you know, there was Converse. Jordan. Nike started to like jump off. Mm-hmm. And then Jordan with his whole image of being like the black athlete, you know. I don't know about this. Against. Like, I've never heard this like straight from like a video or like. In person from Jordan, but my parents hate Jordan. They said that he doesn't like black people, and he didn't make his <laughs> shoes. He didn't make his shoes for black people. He made them for rich white kids. 
And he made his shoes for money, man. Yeah, to be honest, I like I know you make them for money, money, but I heard he said like that he made it for rich white kids, and I want to know like did like is that what he said? I have no idea. We'll have to do research on that. I don't want to. To be honest, yeah, because that's but uh, yeah, my parents hate him. My parents would never buy a pair of Jordans in their <laughs> entire life. I tried to talk my mom out into buying some nice Jordans because yeah. they only had them in females. I said, if I can't get them, somebody going to get them. <laughs> yeah, right. She said, no. <laughs> she, I ain't getting them, John. <laughs> with, uh, I would say a culture vulture is someone who uh, takes from a culture and doesn't give back and is doing it for his own, his or her uh, selfish Oh, okay. So, someone like I was just going to. I was just going to. So, um, let's say Lil Nas X, who just made the country uh, country record. Mm-hmm. Um, let's say you know how he went through that battle where it was like it wasn't considered a country song or whatever, mm-hmm. and this second and third. Let's oh. say he made his let's say he made his country song, and then like after all he did for that and how he like placed that image on how he grew up, you know. Like a you know like a country kid, and then he just switched and was like, "Yo, that was never me," or that was you know, and like everything of that he's doing now is just like just went down a drain. Like, so yo, that was it wasn't like, authentic. It's all I mean? for like, like more personal gain, yeah, rather yeah. than like contributing or yeah. like being a part of the culture. Because yeah. like the thing that I've always thought about is that like there's um there's times like the thing that Jordan was talking about where uh. Black girls feel, um, I don't know what the word is, but they don't like how white girls would try to do like cornrows and that type of stuff. Yeah, they feel but, offended um, by that. It's yeah, offended. Just... And um, <laughs> but then I was thinking of like when you're in a different country and like in the town of wherever you're at, and they want to teach you like the local dance or like music, and like it's sometimes when you go yeah. to like Mexico and, and stuff, like they want to braid your yeah, hair. They yeah, they want to like go to you go to these places. Give you like, like parts of their culture. Yeah, they want to give you <laughs> parts of their culture, and um, like teach you these things, and then that that kind of confused me because it's like you're like giving this to me, but then yeah. I don't want to feel like I'm just taking it. Yeah, it's weird. I feel like yeah. that's I feel like that's where the line is though. Yeah. Like whether you know, you're giving, oh, it's given because, to you. Yeah, exactly. Taking. Like yeah. it's easy to figure out when you're taking something for your own gain. At least, like, at least for yourself. Like it's it's like easy to figure out when someone is taking, uh-huh. and then when something is given. Like what what Brock was just talking about. How uh uh what were you saying? <laughs> like uh oh, doing it for like your own personal gain. Yeah, like, like with the little back. like the little Nas X situation. Yeah, like, yeah. If he was. If he was like making the music and that like that wasn't him, yeah. he was just doing it for the clout. Exactly, yeah, that's, that's what I was saying. Yeah, like clout. if you yeah, if yeah. you're doing it for clout, like even when and like this goes on for the clout situation, like when people are like, oh yeah, I hate racism and all that stuff, and like yeah, like they they want to be, <laughs> they want to like kids at my school. Yeah, they want to just be for the clout. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, they're not doing this because they really want change. With, mm-hmm. It's yeah. because. They think that that thing is like that kind of thing is cool nowadays. That's but like people so, are like fighting, the trend, yeah, yeah. So, people uh, are fighting for freedom for a reason. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Not so for culture f- vulture is a clout chaser. Yeah, pretty much. That makes sense. Pretty much. That's yeah. <laughs> you heard it here first, guys. We figured out. What, <laughs> yeah. We figured out what culture vultures are. Yeah. Yep. So is everything. <laughs> yeah. To be honest. Um. I was gonna say yeah. I have a lot of people at my school that like. Um. You know, you, you probably didn't see it, but there was a girl that was with me. 
um, at the race summit. Yeah, um, I know what you're talking about. And, like, there was a, ba- a debate that we had uh, about, um, I want to yeah, uh, dealing with police. And, like, um, I was saying how, I don't even remember what I was saying, but like, it was just that debate. And, like, she was, like, really, like, she seemed like she was, like, really passionate about it. Uh, um, I don't know, she was, like, really in tune. And then, like, we go back to school and there's <laughs> and there's a mosaic class where we you know have like a class set aside for us to discuss things like that and to go over those topics and to learn and grow with each other uh she was like really quiet and like really like mm-hmm. it wasn't the same she didn't have the same attitude she didn't have the same so like, she was around like people like you guys when she was like really passionate about it she was like well, well, yeah, but you saw like it was diverse, but it was just like a lot of people that really felt, you know, strong about the situation. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, and like in school, she does, she's not the same person. Like, so you think it's because of like she's scared of what the people around her will think, or I, it might I be, yeah. it might be. I do. It might. Yeah. I feel like it, it, it. Like it is scary. Like that's something that people should, like. I don't say should be scared of, but like it's not a bad. Fear. Like it makes sense. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like when you go to these places, bro. Like. Like I said, like in schools, like in society, you're taught certain things. You know, you're taught. Yeah. No, I don't want to, you know, offend too many people. Actually, mm-hmm. met, forget it. Fuck it. <laughs> it's just like, like it, you taught the white way. You know yeah. what I'm saying? You don't hear a lot of, like, you don't hear about, like, my man was saying at the race summit, he was like, name five black kings that you know, like actual kings. Yeah. You can't. Exactly. You know, because yeah. you're not taught that way. You're taught certain things in society. And so once you start finding and forming your own identity, you know, yeah. you know, that's not the identity that they want for you. And that's not just a white black thing. That's like a societal thing. Society, they claim that they want you to be this different person, but then they want everybody to be one. You know, yeah, they, yeah. they want you to follow <laughs> these rules yeah. this way. They want you to, you know, like, you know, I'm not saying college is a bad place, but they want you like the, the, like. I want to say norm for like mm-hmm. life is like you go through high school, you go to college, you get a kind of well-paying job, uh-huh. you know, and then you Build know the, the hash like not the hashtag but the quote-unquote American dream, you know, mm-hmm. and like when shout out Jay Z, <laughs> and then when you get to like when you form your own identity, you get scared because all your life you've been taught to like not be you, yeah, you know what I'm saying, and oh, we don't it. realize that that's not being you, so. <laughs> so what do you think what do you think about uh when you know when people say you're acting black or you're acting white what are your what are, like are your opinions on that like, nigga I'm me <laughs> like, yeah. that's just that's I don't know that's just how I am you know what I'm saying like I'm not acting black I'm not acting white I'm yeah. acting Jordan you know exactly. Ben is acting yeah. Ben Brock yeah. is acting Brock Kristen is acting Kristen hi Kristen <laughs> nah, uh, yeah, but just that's just how it goes, you know. You're, yeah. you're just being yourself. Like I hate, I used to say that. And so I hate that I used to say that. You know what, what? I'm saying? Like, like, you're uh, you, like yeah, you're yeah. acting black. You're talking white. You know, uh-huh. I'm just talking how I talk. You know, right, right. I'm just acting. I'm just being me. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I've like, I feel like I've been in a lot of circumstances where people have like either told me that like I act really white. Or told, like, my friends that they act white or, like, something like that. And, um, 
I don't know. It's kind of weird. Like, what's the purpose behind it? Because a lot of times it's just, like, they want you to feel, like, out of place. Like, it's kind of, like, excluding. And I think that might be, like, part of the reason behind, like, the code switching making me feel comfortable. Because, like, that's, like, things I've gone through. And so I feel like, um, kind of, like, joining in with whatever culture I'm around just is comforting for me. So then I feel like there's no reason to like say, Oh, you're acting white or you're acting black. It's just like who they are. Like, just (laughs) let them be them. (laughs) Right. I feel like that's what just like the hater mentality, you know? Yeah. There's like, there's what do you gain? Yeah. They're just nothing at this point. And like, I don't know. Like, I just feel like that goes with the whole like thing that I was just talking about, about like society painting this picture that like you know like you get like you're not getting that from nowhere you know what i'm saying you're not telling someone you like you don't think that white people talk a certain way unless you're taught that a white oh, people yeah. like talk a certain way you know what i'm saying right. yeah you grew up and that's just how you like you assume that all white people talk a certain way all mm-hmm. white people talk quote unquote proper <laughs> you know what i'm saying all black people got slang you know yeah. ben got a little uh, slang in them too you feel me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know like everybody yeah. has the way that they're talking you know everybody doesn't talk the same way everybody has their different catchphrases you know stuff that they say all the time you know everybody's different you know right you know you i might talk a little proper but i'll throw in a few slang words here and there you know just, mm-hmm. that's, that's just that's just that's how just i talk yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, it's it's so weird like going back and forth um so for like go ahead no no go ahead I'm done I'm done for the listeners just like just 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 know like there's no such thing as acting like a race there's no such thing as doing anything like a certain race unless it's like uh like something that's like genuinely like like meaningful. You know, like, right? Yeah, like yeah. you know what I mean? Like, yeah, like I don't want to sound yeah. racist, but like, no, like, 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 like certain Spanish things people in cultures and, have. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like Spanish people with their like right. Spanish food is different from you exactly. know what I mean? Like, yeah. like like soul food to black people, like, you know, like, white people Fried can cook. Chicken. Everybody can cook soul food, but like yeah. it's just like those yeah, those are those are things that you know like if it's No, I'm just kidding. But uh yeah, like I feel you, like there's certain things that each culture has, you know. And, like, it has nothing to do with being this or being that. Uh-huh. Right. At the end of the day. At the end of the day, yeah, listeners, just just be you, bro. Like, yeah. And I hope that we get to a point where, we're like, we're talking to, like, really young people. Yeah, yeah. Just so we hit them early. Because, <laughs> because like, yeah. they need to hear this now. You know, I feel like this is, like, this is what we're doing this for. We're doing this so young people can, you like, you have a voice. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, so you have somebody that's, like, giving you these advices. Because a lot of the times... You know, kids don't have father figures to, you know, teach them these things, you know. I grew up, you know, struggling between, like, me, uh, like, my stepdad and my, like, biological Mm -hmm. dad. And, like, Mm -hmm. fighting to, like, like, I I never liked, like, the conflict between, I didn't like being involved and everything. But, like, you know, you you have to be in it. And, like, I feel like it's affected me now today (laughs) because, like, now we have problems. And, like, I don't want to choose a side, you know, because this is my biological dad. Yeah. And my stepmom versus my my mother and my yeah. stepdad, and I mm-hmm. like you like you don't want to choose these situations, you know? yeah. And that's going off on a rant, but just like 
well now let's we can have the conversation about like <laughs> like the different yeah. households you know how it's like you said you know it's your, your real mom and stepmom yeah. type thing uh-huh. like you know i deal with that my parents split when i was six turning seven yeah so like my was, parents uh my parents split when i was like four i think <laughs> my yeah. parents yeah. split before i was born <laughs> <laughs> yo man trust was, me bro that is an interesting journey when you're used to everything being together and everything being one and that's oh when, yeah. when yeah. i didn't have to go through that it's just part of my life that either having exactly. two sets of parents basically yeah to be honest like my mom like she always brings this up yeah, when we get into arguments sounds... about my parents but like uh-huh. she always brings this up that like when i was born they, you know how, like, they let the mom hold him, yeah. you know, first. And then, like, oh yeah, I fell asleep on my dad's chest or something like that. On my stepdad's chest. And so, like, he, him being there so early, mm-hmm. that, like, makes the conflict even worse. Because, like, yeah. at the end of the day, Richard, my stepdad, is going to always be my dad. Like, yeah. he was always there first. You yeah. know what I'm saying? He was always there when I was being raised. You know, yeah. he's going to always be that guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But then, you know, my biological dad. And, like, I... You know, you don't like saying this in front of the parents that were there, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. But, like, when he tries to come back in your life, you know, you kind of slowly want that relationship. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I got sisters on that side. You know, I want that relationship. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Right. But it's hard because you don't, like, I don't know what, like, the parents that were there are going to think about me after that happens. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like That's true. Yeah. You know, and, like, I've seen it happen. Like, my, my sister has a different dad than I do. Me and Michael have the same dad. And then we have... My stepdad, Richard, he had Christian. And so we're all, like, all the siblings are living together. Yeah, yeah. And then I have siblings on my biological dad's side that I barely ever see that we just get in contact with each other again. But, like, you know, it's hard to choose between those kind of things. Right, yeah. Right. And, yeah, I'm sure, like, everyone in the whole situation has some type of feeling about, like, whatever decision you make. Yeah. And... Like, yeah. yeah. See, like, yeah, yeah like, my, my sister used to go to her dad's house. And, like, my mom used to be pissed. My mom used to get so pissed yeah, when my sister went to her dad's mm-hmm. house. Because, like, I just feel like my sister kind of did it OD. Mm-hmm. You know, she'd go and she'd, like, stay there for mad long. But, yeah. like, I like I just wouldn't want... I just didn't want to be in a situation where, like, she was just mad at me for wanting to yeah, know him. You know what I'm I, saying? I definitely experienced that. I don't know why uh, it happened that way. I'm not sure. I, I don't even look to do research on it. I don't even look to get into it, mm-hmm. just because that was so traumatic to my life. Like that, that's mm-hmm. that separation. Um, when it happened, I, it didn't bother me, you know. But I just started to realize, like you know, the domino effect of that. Now, you know, over time, it just mm-hmm. boom. So, uh, yeah, my mom, she used to dread my relationship with my dad. Um, like, I don't know, it was weird. Like when they split, it kind of like he became the bad guy. Um, and it was like I should try to avoid him type stuff. And you know, I'm not saying it's like my mom was manipulative or whatever, mm-hmm. or she was yeah. like a bad person. You know, she did a lot for me. Uh, it was just that's yeah, my just my mom is my queen, bro. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> for real. That's my lady. Um, it's, it was just like yo, like that situation, and then the way that she responded by how she would, you know, try to influence me was like yo, it was kind of shady mm-hmm. towards him. Uh, but mm-hmm. then like. You know, that transit it was it was a weird transition. Like I was when she started messing with my stepdad. Well, I don't want to say that sounds messy. <laughs> messy. But like when uh, her and my stepdad got together, it was uh, it was it was crazy. He has three kids of his own that he came to the picture with, um, oh, wow. and I would tell them like, "Yo, my parents are getting back together." <laughs> not knowing, Yo, bro, not you knowing. Getting I out. That's, you getting out, bro? Like me and my parents going. 
Yeah. So I'm like, yo, like, this is cool and all. You guys are fun, but like, <laughs> yeah, they're getting back. Finna be out in a few yeah, minutes. Yeah, like, uh, I don't know what this is, but uh, Sayonara. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but nah, uh, and then I like, I don't know, like, I've never had that. I've never had that feeling that, like, uh-huh. I feel like that's because of the fact that, like, your parents separated while mm-hmm. you were, like, aware. Right. Like, you know? Yeah. But, like, not once yeah. did I ever, not once did I ever be like, yo. My parents just give it a few months. My parents, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like I never had that mindset. Like, yeah, I was yeah. always like, "Yo, my stepdad is my stepdad. My stepdad is gonna stay with my biological mom, mahogany, and mm-hmm. uh-huh. you know, my yeah. my biological dad just gonna live his life." You know what I'm saying? Like I've it's, never had that mindset that they were gonna get back together. Right? Yeah, it's like kind of similar for me. Like my parents are separate, but it's it doesn't feel like I don't think of them ever as like together. I see that like they both went their own ways and like did what was best for them and like i'm happy that everyone seems like they're in a better place because of that and like mm-hmm. yeah i don't yeah i'm i'm sure it'd be crazy to like have gone through the times when they were together too and yeah, yeah it was uh yeah it was uh, it was it was weird it, 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 yeah. it definitely was weird uh definitely i had to adjust um, I didn't see my dad often at all. I would spend most of my time at my mom's house. So I went from being uh, just me and my little sister. My sister was a baby at the time. So I technically was still like, I was still like the only child. Uh, and that was crazy. Like my stepdad, he has three kids. One is two years older than me. One is one year younger and the other one is two years younger. So we're all around the same age. So now I'm like, yo, like, you know, these are just good friends. You know, like it's fun to have you guys around. Then when things started to like really transition, when things started to get real and I like got older and realized like yo this they're not getting back together. It was yeah. like you know put it in the past like you know put it right. in the past. Uh, but I was able to adjust more smoothly than my mom. <laughs> uh, in that what played, do you mean? like being without your dad? Like just uh, I don't want to say too much, you know, because right. yeah, 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 I don't want to say too much. But I just feel like uh, the the adjustment for me it was tough at first, but. I definitely got over it, but mm-hmm. you know they were the ones that were in a relationship. So yeah. for them, it's it's, a it's different. different. Kind of love. Um, yeah, it's unconditional. Well, yeah, but course, everything but. eventually worked out though. Like yeah, that's good with the the two households and things. Uh, but it generated two different worlds because my mom and my dad have two different mindsets. Yeah, I was yeah. gonna say like, how do you so think you've grown? It's like, like out of those two households. One household was always super, super, super strict. Super, super, super strict and structured. Yes, super yeah. strict. <laughs> well, you, you can tell, bro. Suits every day. Yeah. <laughs> nah, nah. He he mixes up, but but super structured, super strict. Mm-hmm. Um, and everything was all about like how to improve yourself and how to like become. He was like, I don't know, like a lot of things that Nipsey preaches or well preached when he rest in peace when he what he preached. A lot of things that he preached to uh, his fans and to that people in general. Hit different, yo. Yeah, when yeah. Nipsey passed, that yeah. hit different. Like I didn't know. I knew he made music. I didn't bump his music. I'm not finna sit here and act like I did. Yeah. I do now, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. like I knew what his moves were. Like I knew what he was doing for the black community. Right. And, like all the stuff that he was doing for like his peoples. A lot and, of like, things. When he died, I felt that on a spiritual yeah, level, it, yo. That was I like our generation, that, Tupac, bro. That's, I swear, I, I swear. He I was, honestly bro. had never heard of him before yeah. he passed. Yeah, but he was, I, he was an underground rapper. Yeah, yeah. No. that was the same. Like at first, yeah. I was mad about like people like 
you know, I thought people were chasing clout when they said that, oh, yeah, R.I.P. Nipsey, even though they yeah, didn't know yeah, before. Yeah. But, like, at this point, like, it's like, what Why? we need to start doing is finding these people before, you know, I'm not saying that everybody's going to die, mm-hmm. <laughs> even though everybody's going to die eventually. <laughs> but, like, I'm not, like, you. we got to find these people and celebrate their lives, you yeah. know what like, I'm saying? Like, while they're still alive. While they're still yeah. alive, but we even, need to but find even, these people and celebrate them. Even when they pass, though, let's not forget about them, because yeah. a lot of times that happens. Oh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, because we can learn from all the stuff that Nipsey did. You know, Nick Cannon is still doing that uh, that uh, documentary, that yeah. documentary about Doctor Sebi. Sebi, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Like, so mm-hmm. like we can learn from this, and like that's like how it goes with like history in general, bro. Yeah. We can't keep making these same mistakes, you know, evolving, you know, race, yeah. gender, all that, all the mistakes. You right. know, we can learn from it, even from people that are dead. Yeah, and the the, the lessons that he tried to teach was like they're they're. They're valuable. They they're never gonna like like he, he said he said bring your people up. Invest your money. Or no, he said don't invest your money in depreciating values. Or, or in things that have depreciating value. Like you can always run like take that and run with it. Like that's mm-hmm. that'll always be, mm-hmm. you know, valuable advice. Mm-hmm. And you say your dad had like similar values to Yeah, so, so he, just every every, every like literally everything that Nipsey would teach my dad, I had lectures with this dude. Every I still have lectures <laughs> to this day, where he teaches oh the same God. things, same things. So I'm like, yo, like all that stuff I was aware of. And then in one household, it was just like, whatever. Yeah. Like it. Like, yeah. So the, how did you like? The ethic of that household was, there was like really no one that like put in work. Like my stepdad was like the hardest worker, because um, he does like construction. He does like manual work, but yeah, and he worked all the time. So like he has like the ethic, but like. It was just like nothing. Like you walk in different. the door and the energy is just totally different. Like you, you, you so kind of like droop your like, shoulders. How like, did like you act? Like did you just like let loose because you were like all uptight at your dad's house, or did you like push onto your like push your dad's morals? Yeah, onto <laughs> which side so, one? So, yeah, yeah. Like, I was trying to guess which one, uh-huh. but then I was like, nah, that's just like I don't know. I started off avoiding my dad, so like I would be like, yo. He always makes me read or he makes me write. Oh, yeah, <laughs> he, used yeah, make, yeah. he used to make me do That's all this like stuff I don't want to do. And like <laughs> yeah. so I would like avoid I would stop going to his house and then like But you didn't we, see like the reason behind it. Yeah, yeah. And like it was he used to like really get sad about that because it's like, yo, I already don't see you enough. Like I would go two weeks without seeing him and then sometimes like months and I'm like, yo, like this I didn't think about it because I'm like, yo, I just don't feel like doing work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He is like, yo, yeah. bro, like I miss you, like you're my son, my first child, and like I don't see you or island. I'm like, yo, like that, that kind of hit, so I'm yeah, like, right. you know, like let's make it, yeah. let's try to adjust. I'm like, you know, I, I eat it, I take it to the chin, and then I started realizing, like, you know, it's not, it's not that bad. Like, once you start to, uh, once you start to like adjust yourself and like create different habits, you start realizing like what's better for you and what's better mm-hmm. to do. Um, and I feel like you start to enjoy it. I feel like once you lose those people in your life, yeah, that are like actually put like because I know like when I was little. Every day when I got home from school, you know, sit down, you know, you can get a snack, but you got to do that homework. You got to get mm-hmm. that junk done. Mm-hmm. You yep. know? And as I got older, bro, I stopped getting that inspiration. And like, I was talking to Ben about this, you know, a while ago, like sometimes you do need it. Like you need it again. You need that inspiration yeah, yeah. from those people yeah. that like, I need my parents to be home to like, tell me, yo, do your homework. Because sometimes <laughs> like, I'll be just tired. Like I don't right. want to do it. Well, peep this stuff. And then like, <laughs> like. You know, so, like, and once you have those people when you're little and you like, you don't appreciate it, you get older and you want it. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. Yep, you yep, want yep. it so much. Like, you want those people pushing you. You want those people in your life. Yo, peep this, And you bro. just don't get it. And you got to do it yourself. 
one thing that really encouraged me to move in with my dad was the things he practiced what he preached. Mm-hmm. It's hard to take advice from someone that's not, you know, like how, like for example, I met with this. That's why I'm dressed up. I met with a few people today. Uh, one of the guys I met with, um, he's a businessman, but. And, I, and I'm interested in business and stuff. But I'm interested in. Moves. Uh, I like it. Yeah, and I'm, I'm interested in um, like real estate. Mm-hmm. So I go to meet with him. He's a millionaire. So I'm like, yo, like, why not try to you know pick his brain to see what I can learn from him? Take his money. Yo, <laughs> fam, the the meeting was then there a waste of time because like he he's like he built his whole everything off of manufacturing. Um, and what well, I can't say the meeting was a waste of time actually because I, I learned a lot. Um, and I, I was able to like, you know, translate things to the real estate world. But yeah. it was like, yo, he's doing like a totally different thing. It's, it's business still, but it's not the same thing. So it's mm-hmm. like, how can I, you know, learn from that? So it's like, right. how can you, how can someone tell you to do something to become successful if they're not successful? Yeah. It, it doesn't make sense. See, and it was like my dad. I saw my dad. He yeah. was he went from like sagging chains, pistols, all that, to. You know, your dad be wearing some fire yo, suits now. Yeah, like, like three piece suits, suits yo. and different like different suits every day. So yeah, it's like, yeah. yo, you've seen his growth, you've seen his progression. Um, it's like, how can I not listen to it? He's li- a living example. He's the proof. Mm-hmm. Like, it's right there. It's I'll be thinking. Yeah. I'll be thinking that same thing with college. Like, what do you mean? My parents they want me to go to college so bad, and I, like part of me wants to go. You know, I'm not yeah. gonna say like I just totally don't want to like mm-hmm. don't want to go. But, like, I hear them saying all this stuff about, like, you need to go to college. Go to college. You know, please go to college. But, like, yeah. you guys didn't go to college. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm oh, saying? Oh, yeah, I see yeah. what you're saying. And yeah. so I feel like that's a lot of, like, that's not just me. That's, like, a lot of people with first generation. That that's are true. first generation. Yeah, you yeah. Know? They don't see their parents going to college. Why should I go? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? They work. They have, like, a stable home. You know, that's what they see, a stable home. Mm-hmm. But, you know, right. what they don't see is that your parents are working, you know. A hundred hour shifts a week. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> for real. For you. For real. And like man. my parents, like I see my parents don't want me to live that way, and that's why they don't want me to go to college. I mean, that's why they do want yeah. me to go to college. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I almost messed y'all up. <laughs> but like, yeah, that's like my whole point. Like, I like I hear it, you know. But part of me doesn't want to go. That's hard because to like, like. Why? Why they didn't go? Right. Yeah. And yeah, it's tough. It's uh, is that that's why it's hard to break cycles. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was one of the toughest things that, you know, I saw my dad, he, what he had to deal with is he was a first generation college student. Um, like excellence. He was, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, he was, uh, like, it was just, I don't know, everything he did was different. And, you know, when you do things like that, you start to get people that, even family members that, like, were close, they start to distance themselves, they even resent you, envy you. Um, and, you know, that, that role can be tough, so I, it's... I don't know, man. It's, it's for those who are or may be um, first generation first generation college students. I encourage you to stick with it and break the cycle because it's not only about you; it's about your lineage. It's about who's who's after you. That's um, true. Definitely set the foundation so you know it can carry on and improve. You have to like to teach to teach youth. You have to teach with examples and teach with you know something that is tangible something that they can mm-hmm. grab and run with um because I, I remember being in a position where i'm like yo like i'm not you can talk to me and you know lecture me for an hour but the amount of information that i'm actually retaining is minuscule to the conversation so what can i take that will resonate and 
I could use to run with. Like, mm-hmm. And taking this back to, like, black teachers and, like, schools and stuff, it's way easier mm-hmm. to teach that kind of thing yeah. when you're, like, you're, like, you're the same as me. Like, you know what I've gone yeah. through. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and, like, the most inspiring things are, like, the... Or the most inspiring people are the people that like you like feel you. like you're you've been in their situation before and like yep. you see the path they've taken you're like oh I want to do that yeah like I know like yeah. and I know like we're we're talking to teens here and when I say this like it's like you ever and I know this happens so don't even lie like I know like one day like your parent will tell you something like oh yeah you gotta you gotta do your homework and yeah. you'd be like nah I don't want to do my homework right. not to them not to right, them right, of course <laughs> but then a lot of y'all not bold enough to make that <laughs> yeah yeah I'm not bold enough yeah, yeah. but uh yeah you'd be like no I don't want to do it and you like you don't end up doing it but then your friend be like oh yeah I just had to do my homework last night and you start doing it it's because like yeah. that student that kid that young person like you. You know, you're yeah. like they're like you. So you see them doing it, you want to do it. You know, you're influenced by the people that are, you know, like you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And adults, they yeah. just, they just don't. Yeah, I would say they if there's something that you want to do, or like a dream that you have, find someone, or like somewhere, that has like been in the positions that you are, yeah. and that like you can re- really relate with, and then see what they've done, and just she like go for just it. Tell that story about. About what you told me at the race summit. I remember. <laughs> about, like, it? you know, the group that you were with when, like, we were in middle school and how. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So, oh, man. Uh, yeah, so a lot of my friends. Uh, so I had, uh, in elementary, uh, well, second grade when I transferred to 58, um, there was a group of guys that took me in. I remember like it was yesterday, the first day of my uh, second grade and lunch. Uh, there was a group of guys that took me in, uh, and it was all cool. It was all, you know, it was peaceful. But then as we got older and I started to realize, like, you know, what was going on and, you know, what life really was, mm-hmm. um, I saw that a lot of things that we valued and a lot of things that we did, it, it wasn't it wasn't good. It wasn't in our best interest. Uh, as I started to expand out of 58's bubble that I was stuck in, um, and see like life for what it was. Uh, I realized like the people that you have around you are, that you know like my dad told me. I can tell your future by the people you hang, you spend your most time with. That's big facts. Um, mm-hmm. You have to, you have to, have to, you have to tailor your friends group um, to basically what. You want to do it, and it sounds mm-hmm. shady, but like it's 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 real. It's real. Yeah. Um, a lot it's of the friends you have in high school, they're not going to be there later on in life, and you know, it's not like you have to completely cut people off. It's just the, the people you spend most of your time with is who you're going to turn out like. And if you're spending most of your time with kids that are like, yo, like, have homework, I'm not doing that, or yo, I'm trying to hit the block and I'm trying to do this and the third. They're not trying to progress, and you got to separate yourself because all that's going to do is be an anchor to your life. Yeah, it's going to hold you down, keep you in the same spot. So. Find people that are, if not chasing the same thing, at least inspired enough to chase dreams, to be ambitious, to be, to have a work ethic. Uh, uh, so going off what Brock said, like, I was at the school at that time. And so, like, I was with a whole different group, you know? Oh, yeah, 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 so, yeah. I forgot uh, to say that. No, nah, you go, you go. I'm just saying. Yeah, this. so I realized, I realized, right? So, and I'm going to be honest, like, no offense to you or, you know, 
the group because obviously I respect you guys and I want to be a part of it. No, we was nerds. Um, when 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 that group was so Jordan when Jordan came to the school and that group was you know formed and I saw what everyone was doing I'm like yo like I don't want to be like them like, I, I, I'm like yeah yo. can I give some context though so like we was in like the honors class yeah and so yeah. like we was you know people thought Isaiah um, Brock thought that like we were just like all about school like we yeah. were only like <laughs> learning in class like we were only like about our studies Boring. and stuff yeah. Yeah. little did he know we worked so that we wouldn't have to do stuff later you know yeah. like we we worked hard in the beginning so that set yourself up for the future yeah, yeah so that like we can not only set ourselves up for the future but like in our class we got all the work done we got to go on field trips. Like, we went outside, and we were at, like, this school called Franklin. You know, it's real old school. But, like, at this school, there was, like, a track. There was, like... Dirty Franklin. There was outside. Man. There was, like, tennis courts. Like, there was a field. Like, there was always stuff for us to do. So, once we were done with our work, we just had fun. Man, my dumb ass said, I ain't doing no homework. I'm not studying for no test. I'm going out to hoop. Like, where the ball at? Like, let me go hoop. Yeah, like, yeah. That's, that's what I was on. I wasn't on no, like, school this, school that. Like, I'm like, nah, screw all that. And I, I was watching y'all, I'm like... Yo, like, I, I just, I'm like, yo, I can't be myself and be in that group. Then I'm like, what what my friends now say about uh-huh. that? Yeah. But like, man, yo, keep it a buck, man. And no disrespect to who I used to chill with, but, like, man, fuck all them, bro. Like, like <laughs> for real, like, for real. Fuck, fuck the past. Fuck that group. Fuck, fuck the shit we used to value. Yeah. Fuck all that. Like, I mean, at least you realize that, that now, Like, though. real talk, yeah. that should have ruined your life. Like, if you chasing the wrong shit, like, yo, I used to think selling drugs was cool. Like, that's not cool. Like, if, if you have to do that, I understand. Because I know people that have, have had to do that. But that shit ain't, that's not nothing to value. That's not nothing to chase. You think, mm-hmm. like, oh, trying to, you know, smash every chick you see. Like, that's not, like, come on now. Women, women, like, you have to value women. You can't. That's like you have to. You, you, I don't know. You just have to carry yourself differently. You have to be. Mm-hmm. You know, have values. You have to and appreciate life. People like, like we gotta realize that like people sell drugs to survive. You know, that's yeah, not like that's not a joke. That's not a joke, bro. If you don't have to do it, then don't. You shouldn't be doing it. Like especially when you in like, high school. Not, like that's I see, not the thing that you should look. I see friends do that junk in high school, and I had to just like nah. I had to let that. I had to let that go. Man, I you know, wish. Because, like, when you surround, like like Isaiah, like Brock said, when you surround yourself with people like that, you get involved in it. Uh-huh. And like my dad, when I, my Richard, when I was growing up. By the way, I'll be saying my dad a lot. When I say my dad, I mean my stepdad. But uh, uh, yeah, like when I was growing up, he was he, like he always used to drill into us like you're guilty by association. Yeah. If you get stopped by the cops and your friend is selling drugs, and y'all next to each other. You going with him. Like, you are, like, you're not going to talk yourself out of this, bro. You're guilty is ju- just as much as he is, yo. Like, mm-hmm. especially with what's going on in, like, media and stuff, bro. Like, you know, you can end up getting killed if, like, if you black, of course, you know. And, like, maybe if you white. But, like, it's more common if you black. Yeah. yeah. But, like, yeah, like, you know what you I'm saying, though. Like, you just associate with yourself with the wrong people and you're going to get messed up just like those wrong people. And, like, and no disrespect for you to you, Brock. But, like, Brock didn't see that. And, like, it, it takes a strong kind of person to say, like, to now say that he was wrong, you know? Uh-huh. Like, yeah, yo, like, I'm telling you, when and if, when and, uh, when, <laughs> um, and or if you see life for what it is, you're going to wish, like, yo, back then I wish I would have 
you know, taking on that group where I wish I would have spent more time with those who read and those who mm -hmm. value school and takes the grade serious. Like I could have been, I could have been in a totally different position than what I'm in now. Like now that I'm starting to realize my value and realize what I'm capable of. It's yeah. like, yo, I could have jump started this whole process just chilling with y'all because you that that group like yo y'all all y'all all everyone in that group is gonna be a problem bro thanks bro like, <laughs> for real like, yeah. nah you is too though like I'm glad that you took yeah this. now that you exactly now that you realize, realize where you were wrong and like that's probably I just feel like a stronger thing even than more just exactly because they see that you've changed and you've I'm worked jumped. hard starting out the way you were and getting to where you are now you know what I'm saying right. yeah man it's it, it took it took all the I don't know uh, the McQuaid situation is what saved me, bro. Yeah. Um, just because mm -hmm. not only was I struggling like socially with the racial issues, but academically, like yo, I was on academic probation. I couldn't even. Um, I was playing football. Um, I was real good in football. I was trying to play basketball, but I couldn't even play basketball that season. I'm like, oh yeah, I remember you told yeah, me. Yeah, I was on academic probation, and like that's part of the reason I left because I was wasting money. Like, if I can't even get my stuff together, like mm -hmm. I was just not used to, you know, being a student or value being a student. And yeah. this is why I said, like, I hope you, I catch like you younger kids early. Like, I'm not saying that you can't turn yourself around once you get to our age. You know, there's always time right. to turn around, no yeah, matter exactly. what age you get to. But if we can catch you before you make these mistakes, that's more time you know for you. Like, grow and do positive things. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Like, you can just, I don't know, you don't got to change. Like, I'm not telling you to change who you are. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Your identity is your identity. Be who you are in like, a more positive way. Exactly. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, like a great man said, with great, uh-huh, what was it? <laughs> with great <laughs> power comes great responsibility. Yeah, uh -huh. yeah, that's what it, no, nah, but like, seriously though, like, you know, you like it's whatever is in your hands. Utilize it, yo. Like, really, you know, do something with it. Yeah, for real. Somebody, somebody can easily take that away. Yeah. And like, high school. Uh, how do I say this? I, I, I don't want to like mislead people. Know, high sc high school is a waste of time, bro. <laughs> it's a waste of time, bro. Like for real. Like I just I realized that. Uh, like what do you like, mean? So like I kind of disagree. So, so, yeah, you gotta so like, be so like yeah. with this, right? Um, so like with this, right? I know for a fact what I want to do in the future is change lives. I want to do public speaking. I want to. Oh, me too. Um, yeah, like I want to. You talk. <laughs> hey, bro, you got my number. Bro. You got my number. Hit me. Uh, but like, I, I want to make a difference, right? So what can I do now to prepare myself for that life? Uh, uh -huh. Read more, write more. You know, work on. You know, my brain so everything can be speaking, sharp, bro. right? Yeah. Public speaking, everything, how to conduct myself, how to carry myself, everything, et cetera. Um, but, like, that's what I want to do, and I know that, and I know I'm interested in business like real estate. Mm -hmm. Why am I in school, like, learning about irrelevant information? Okay. Like, like for, that's, like, the history is misled. The, the history well, is misleading, right? We don't even learn about our own though. culture. That's what's useless, though. Not the high school, because... I feel like yeah. high school is more than what people see it as. High school is somewhere for you to be so you're not, like, out on these streets. You know what I'm saying? Because a yeah. lot of kids could be. You know, that's not Then one. why don't they have number high two, school where it's, like, they keep you off the streets, but they help you to, like, learn like, life. Like, have you, like have you ever learned to write a check? Though. I feel like that's what we have to change. Have though. you learned to write a check in high school? 
No. Does your school teach that? No, but that's so. The who's point, gonna though. teach you that? There's people I that like, like first generation college it's, students. It's How they the gonna learn that? It's the curriculum that we need to change, not the high schools. Yeah, you know I what I'm saying? Agree. You talk I to agree. the people higher, and we've been making changes at our school. You know what I'm saying? Like you, you've gone to our school enough to know that we do expeditionary learning, we do outward bounds, and mm-hmm. like that's important. That's important things that kids need to, you know, our youth need to know. You know, and that, even the teachers, like the new teachers that come to our school, they're like, mm-hmm. oh. I've never done this before. Yeah, I'm battling. I'm battling my school right now, bro, with the mentoring program I'm doing. So a lot of kids, a lot of kids kids are fighting to to advocate. Kids need to advocate for themselves. Like that's Uh what we were just talking about earlier. Kids, and you know, people in general just need to advocate for yourselves. You know, right? Like I was saying earlier, we learn a lot about like white culture in like history classes, the English classes. If you advocate for yourself. We can change that, you know what yeah. I'm saying? And it takes more than one person to just say, I want this. It takes this student and this student plus this student too. Right. To, like, you know, I'm I'm just saying, like, it's not the high school, it's the curriculum. Yeah. You know, and it's and always think, been a problem for me as well. Like, just like learning about oh, yeah, algebra and pre-calc and calculus when I don't intend on going into math when I get older at but all. I feel like part of that does make you stronger because if you're... Um, if you're doing the work, first of all, by doing the work, you're giving yourself, like, you're establishing the, um, I want to say, like, self-control. What's the word? I don't know. Um, like, I know the, what you're saying. the work ethic. Yeah, um That you're going to work regardless of what it is. Like, even if, um, yeah, self-discipline. Self-discipline is the word. Um you're going to work regardless of what it is and whether it seems like you need it or not. And I yeah, think that's yeah. that's really helpful. And then also, um, there's lots of, like, little lessons that you learn in high school that, like, I'm sure even at a Senior right now, I don't realize. Um, but I think there's lots of things from high school that... You take into Yeah, you take Yeah, yeah, that's true, that's true, and, like, that's true. And, like, from yeah. middle school to the end of high school like i'm a completely different person yeah. and so i think there's there's growth in there and it like there's so many things that felt so stupid to me but like it, there's still like when i take a step back and like reflect on it like i know i needed a lot of it and yeah. i'm not saying it's like great the way it is because there's lots of things that need to change and like you if, take baby steps yeah if it we can be... if we can learn things that like help us more in the future rather than doing like dumb classes that seem useless mm-hmm. then i mean why not do something that feels more um beneficial yeah so um, like ben said like like the the classes that they put in place like like you said like the worth the work ethic is like way different you know what i'm saying yeah. Dang, i just made this <laughs> <laughs> but like you know you go into class and you yeah. don't want to do it yeah you got to do it mm-hmm. when i i don't like working in healthcare i figured that out like the Second week of me working at a nursing home. <laughs> I hate healthcare, but if I want to help my family, if I want to, you know, spend right. money on some new it's Jordans next week, you know, you got to do it. You know, yeah, in high true. school, you got to do it so you can go to college, so you can find out what your career is going to be, so you can do everything else. You know, and it teaches you small things that you don't think you're learning. But mm-hmm. like we were just talking to a friend, my friend Avanye, about, uh, Y'all hear Avani, that name sound mad unique, don't it? Don't name your kids Avani. <laughs> but like like he was just asking us, has he changed over the years? Yeah. And yeah, yes, yeah, he, he has. Definitely he's has, definitely right. changed over the years. Yeah. And 
nothing would have changed him how high school would have changed him. And you know what I'm he saying? was saying too that um, like he doesn't really notice the change in himself, but the people around him, like we were telling him, um, like he seems like a more positive person. And yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you don't like yeah. you wouldn't get this changed if you didn't go through high school. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. That's fine. It's, it's just. These last few weeks, I've been battling my school. Yeah, for, I get that. Yeah, I get that's that. a whole fact. That's what yeah. time because like, <laughs> you're I ready got, to leave, and you're got, finally yeah. you're finally at a point where you're like, I just feel like we've worked so hard. Like, and I'm not saying you, but like the honors class, they kept telling us for years, mm-hmm. keep working, keep staying in honors, I didn't keep work hard doing last the work, year. keep doing the work, because <laughs> if you do the work, 11th to 12th grade year is going to be easy. Yeah. You know uh-huh. what I'm saying? And I was so pissed this year when <laughs> I had about uh, six college classes. Yo, AP you know, physics like, is kicking my butt. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, oh my God. And, like, yeah, it's just annoying. It's just annoying. Like, yeah. And once you get to your – like, we're almost at the end, bro. It's like we got to just, Power you know, buckle down and just, like like I said, exactly. buckle through it. We got to get through it, bro. And the, right. that's that's the reason why you're seeing it so much. You know, that's the reason why yeah. you're mad at I wouldn't say I mean, that, but no, I just feel like high school is useless. I'm mad at this, is right? So they they see the administrators at my school, they see I'm trying to make a difference, right? Mm-hmm. And because, like you said, you tend to flock to people that you relate to, a lot of the students that they said needed help at my school, coincidentally, are black males. Oh, um, yeah. So, so a lot of them relate to me, and... I have to take in. Well, I don't. I don't have to, but I choose to take in them all because I feel like I can make a difference. I feel like I can influence them and help them because I've been in similar situations. And then with like, with them being from Greece, mm-hmm. I'm like, yo, y'all don't even. We except with the exception of one of them, I'm like, yo, you don't even know the extent of what kids have to go through in the city. Like, yeah. it, it's funny. It's the same. It's like Rochester and Greece. It's the same city. But it's two totally different worlds. A twenty, yeah. a 20 minute yeah. drive, you enter a totally different world. I'm yeah. like, yo, it may be like, yo, this you may be considered like one of the bad students, or maybe consider like you know have a, a certain image. But yo, like real life in the city is is, is just different. It's just different. Um, so like, but then again, I relate to being in that position. So I'm like, yo, like work with me. In my school, they're like, like really battling me for that. Like, oh, we don't want you to take uh-huh. kids out of this classroom. We don't want you to take kids to do this, that, and the third. I'm like, yo, what I'm doing, I guarantee is going to be yeah. way more influential to their future. I feel than like a lot of these classes it, are taking. I feel like and this is gonna like sound like really weird, but I feel like that's helping you as well. Like the whole idea on high school, like this whole idea that they're trying to stop you from doing what you want to do. Mm-hmm. That's gonna happen in society. Like you're a black male. That's gonna happen in society. Like yeah, every that's true. day, yeah. people are gonna hold you back from being the best you can you can be. Like because you're black, the struggles you know? that you're because going you're through, a black it's male. gonna and so make the you struggles so now powerful. just yeah. make it easier later. Like you'll know what tools to use once you wanna you know not just do this in high school. You said you wanna be a public speaker. Right. You said you wanna help people. You said you wanna be a movement. Right. You know you can become a movement, but you're gonna have these same like things that hold you back. When like when you're you know out here when you're not in high school yeah right right so when you go through it now they're just building you up more you know they don't realize it you don't realize it but like you know it's just gonna get even harder you know what I'm yeah, saying man. and you might as well get it now get to get the work done exactly. now and have your people because I know that you're not just looking into people that are just like in your grade yeah I no. know you and I know that I'm you're looking, looking towards like young people you know people in eleven tenth you mm-hmm. know no, my my whole group is freshmen. 
Exactly. And so, oh, yeah. and so I, I, you're, I, built, I made the, I created the program to like, it was, it's designed for seniors to bond with freshmen and then for that relationship to like recycle and then for them to come up and eventually like mentor others, exactly. you know, and I had juniors involved too and some sophomores. So, and like, so once you leave, your legacy will still be going. All you got to do is bring it to different outlooks, bring it to, you know, uh, you know, your job, you know. And then don't stop there. Bring it to your mom's job, your dad's job, Wegmans, McDonald's, you know. And that's how we make change, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's where change starts, brother. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, like, I think regardless of how stupid the high high school situations might seem, like, struggle in general just creates people who are – crazy strong and that's the type of people that you always see um doing like huge things is when you look at look back at their story most of the time it's like they've gone through some serious stuff and that's what has built that's what have that's what built them up i got so many analogies for this yeah yeah bro I got what well, I mean. We could we could we could wrap it up soon. Uh, yeah, because it's like how yeah, long is it? We, we could wrap it up. It's soon. been a while. Yeah, it's been it's been kind of yeah. It's an hour and twenty minutes. Yeah, so <laughs> man, listen, so, yeah. so listen, man. <laughs> we gonna have to like edit in the beginning. Like, go skip to the end of this analogy, bro. <laughs> nah, yo, like diamonds are created under pressure. Exactly. And with yeah. every hill, there's a valley. Ooh. I like I've that. never heard that That's one. Kind of funny. Yeah. Yeah. In order to succeed, you have to fail. Failing is a part of the process. Embrace it. That's facts. If you're, facts. if you feel like you're in a tough yes. position, keep going, bro. Yeah, don't give up. And if you have a dream, start working towards it. Yeah. And fail at it many times. Oh my god, life is <laughs> yes. about ups like, and downs. You don't down, even know bro. how many times, yo. Like, just keep going at it, bro. Because, like, I don't know. Like, not only will it, like, it'll teach you things, but like, once you get it. It'll just be the most satisfying thing you've ever had, yo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It really will. Yeah, man. So we we gonna wrap it up on a song, or are we? Uh... I don't know. I was about to start singing, but I was about to <laughs> sing. But uh, yeah, yeah. So see, that is. Uh, yeah, that's the ending of Four Year Future first episode. I... Subscribe. Subscribe to uh, For the Future. Uh, hit me up. Uh, tonight I'm making an Instagram account, you know, called For Your Future. Go add that on Instagram. Uh, you know, DM us if you have any, you know, pointers, anything mm-hmm. you want to tell us about. Or ideas improving. of topics for podcasts. Yeah, yeah. any ideas yeah. that you uh, think you need. I mean, that you think we should need on the uh, on the podcast. Yeah. Anything else? Uh, if you feel like, like if you truly feel like you need someone to to talk to about you know anything or you need a mentor, mm-hmm. um, you can reach out to me through my personal uh, Instagram, um, ibrock eighty eight. Um, listen, man, we're we're trying to make a difference. Um, we 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 mean everything we say. This isn't just you know for nothing. This isn't for a resume. This isn't for you know, we, we, we mean this. Um, yeah. So, like I said, you know, you, you can hit up our, our podcast channel. You can hit me up directly. I'm not sure if you guys will want to yeah. uh, put up. 
My uh, my name on Instagram is Jordan two one six zero one. Uh, and I've been laughing and joking around this whole episode. You know, yeah. it's all fun and games, but on a serious note, like Isaiah said, if you're really going through it, you know, and you need somebody to talk to, don't hesitate to hit us up. You know, yeah. we're like he said, we're not doing sure. this for yeah. no reason. You know, right, right. I'm doing this. I wanted to start this, and they wanted to start this because, like, we're teens too. We know what y'all go through. We mm-hmm. go through the struggle just as much, yeah. and we like we have voices. You know, we're we're like we're good at speaking. You know, we want to. We want people to know what we're all thinking, but we can't yeah. do that without you guys. You know what I'm saying? You know. Yeah. Someone needs to hear this stuff. Yeah. yeah. And so for sure. Yeah. Hopefully, it's one of you people that need to hear it. It's hearing it right now. All right. That's for the future. Subscribe. Hit us up. Episode one. That's episode one. Mm-hmm.